Thank you for joining AJPGI and Liver Physiology for our newest podcast series, Got Guts? The Microversion, where authors address four key points of their paper. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, the producer of these podcasts, and I hope you enjoy this new series. My name is Dr. Jessica Bresnick, and I'm the lead author on the manuscript Diet Induced Obesity alters intestinal monocyte drive macrophages and increases intestinal permeability in female mice independent of tumor necrosis factor. This study would not have been possible without the advice, expertise, and collaboration of my co-authors, Jennifer Jury, Dr. Elena Verdu, Dr. Deborah Sloboda, and Dr. Don Badish, all working out of McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. This study came about because of some contradictory yet exciting observations we made in examining effects of obesity on peripheral immune cells and the role of the pro-inflammatory cytokine tumor necrosis factor, or TNF, in mediating those changes. But before I mention those data, it's important to consider what we know about the pathophysiology of obesity. Basic lab research on obesity has traditionally almost exclusively relied on the use of male rodent models. There have been many excellent and influential studies that have been used to establish a conceptual framework that has essentially become dogma, which is that TNF-producing pro-inflammatory macrophages in adipose tissue drive systemic inflammation and metabolic dysregulation in obesity. If you remove TNF from male rodent models of diet or genetically induced obesity, you reduce the number of macrophages in adipose tissue, you reduce adiposity, and you improve metabolic function. There's also another influential model, again initially established from experiments in male rodents, which proposes that obesity starts in the gut, with changes to intestinal microbiota, which cause local inflammation and disrupt intestinal barrier function. The resulting increase in intestinal permeability and dissemination of immunomodulatory factors like bacterial products into systemic circulation contributes to the low-grade chronic inflammation characteristic of obesity. And there was some evidence from male mice that TNF-producing macrophages in the gut may also be involved. In our prior studies, we had shown that in diet-induced obesity, ablation of TNF protected male mice from peripheral cellular inflammation, as well as the accumulation of monocyte-derived macrophages in adipose tissue. But we did not find the same results when we repeated those experiments in female mice. Removal of TNF did not prevent changes to blood monocytes during diet-induced obesity in female mice. This discrepancy led us to consider that the important role of TNF in mediating immunometabolic changes in obesity might be a male-specific phenomenon. Based on all this information and knowledge that monocyte-derived macrophages support maintenance of the intestinal epithelium, it seemed reasonable to hypothesize that recruitment of monocytes that differentiate into TNF-producing pro-inflammatory macrophages within intestinal tissues may promote loss of intestinal barrier function and contribute to local and systemic inflammation in obesity. Yet, we also anticipated that in female mice, based on your previous observations, that removal of TNF would not prevent obesity-associated changes to intestinal macrophage populations or loss of intestinal barrier function. To test these hypotheses, we used a high-fat diet model in Littermate wild-type and TNF knockout female mice. 
We examined progressive effects of diet-induced obesity on ileum and colon macrophages after short, intermediate, and prolonged periods of between 6 and 30 weeks of diet allocation. We used flow cytometry and the surface markers CD4 and TIM4 to distinguish between monocyte-derived and tissue-resonant macrophage populations. We also assessed intestinal barrier function. We used an in vivo approach, measuring plasma fluorescence in the time course after oral gavage of fitzy-conjugated dextrin to assess whole intestine permeability, as well as an ex vivo assaying chamber method to assess ileum and colon-specific tissue conductance, ion secretion, and paracellular permeability. From these experiments, we found, in contrast to our hypothesis, that obesity in female mice did not increase monocyte-derived macrophage populations in either the ileum or the colon. Rather, there was a reduction in monocytes and monocyte-derived macrophages, as well as depletion of tissue-resonant macrophages, which were not compensated by local proliferation. Intestinal macrophages in mice with diet-induced obesity also had significant but tissue-specific changes to their surface markers associated with macrophage migration, maturity, activation, and phagocytosis. These findings were in opposition to the aforementioned observations of obesity-associated changes to macrophages in metabolic tissues like adipose, and in contrast to observations of the effects of acute intestinal inflammation, wherein there's this accumulation of pro-inflammatory monocyte-derived macrophages. However, we believe that our data are perhaps more reflective of the chronic nature of obesity, the typically anti-inflammatory and tolerogenic intestinal environment, and the hyporesponsive attributes of intestinal macrophages. Furthermore, we found that the reduction in intestinal monocyte-derived and tissue-resonant macrophage numbers and changes in surface phenotype coincided with increases in intestinal paracellular permeability, suggesting that the disruption of local macrophage populations and homeostasis and obesity may contribute to loss of barrier function and vice versa. We also found, again in contrast to our hypothesis, that irrespective of time of diet allocation, ileum and colon macrophages in female mice with diet-induced obesity often had decreased TNF production as well as increased IL-10 production, especially in the colon. IL-10 supports maintenance of immune tolerance and the intestinal barrier, so increased IL-10 production by intestinal macrophages may be an early and sustained response to high-fat diet consumption to reduce local inflammation and promote restoration of intestinal homeostasis. Now, concerning TNF, consistent with our prior observations of peripheral blood monocytes, we found that genetic ablation of TNF did not protect female mice by the high-fat diet from increased adiposity, intestinal paracellular permeability, or changes to ileum and colon macrophage numbers and surface phenotype. Therefore, our data showed that TNF is not a major contributor to changes in intestinal macrophage populations or barrier function in obese female mice. Overall, our data emphasize the importance of studying macrophages within their local tissue environment, of differentiating between monocyte-derived and tissue-resonant populations, and suggests in context of the published literature that biological sex influences cellular immune responses and modifies the role of TNF in obesity-associated chronic inflammation. We expect that this manuscript will promote further studies of intestinal macrophages investigations into how biological sex 
influences immune regulation by TNF. We envision that our data will also inform studies examining the use of anti-TNF treatments and other disorders characterized by chronic inflammation and macrophage activation, such as rheumatoid arthritis, where there's clinical data suggesting that anti-TNF therapies may have lower efficacy and more adverse outcomes in female patients compared to male patients. We hope that their findings encourage the consideration of sex differences in inflammation in all stages of research. For more information, you can read our manuscript published in AGPGI and email our corresponding author, Dr. Bowdish, if you have any questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our micro podcast series. To listen to our latest episodes, please visit AJPGI and Liver Physiology's homepage.